All right, we have got breaking breaking news. The um, the final report of the Mass Casualty Commission uh, that we've been waiting for for I guess effectively three years uh, is finally out, and um, it's just as bad as you would have imagined it would be. It's it's just as outrageous. I don't know. It's it's hard to come up with the words to actually describe it. Um, so I think what we're going to do is we've got Wilson here uh, via Skype, and we're going to go through what the commission, after everything that they've heard, after I don't know how much it was, $20 million or whatever this thing cost, this is what they've come up with. Uh, here are their recommendations, the measure. So anyway, Wilson, why don't you why don't we run through them as quickly as we possibly can? We'll comment a few here on a few things here and there, and then we'll we'll take it from there. Sure. So, um, Rod, the report came out. I read the section on firearms for the most part and, of course, skipped the recommendations. But I just want everyone to keep in mind this is a guy who had four illegal semi-automatic firearms. Um, of course, some of them were of the classification they should have been registered and they were not because they were illegal. Thirty-five people knew he had these guns. There are three police reports detailing that he owned these guns. None of them were adequately um, investigated. And of course, there's no communication between law enforcement and CBSA. So he was easily able to apply and acquire a Nexus card, which granted him easy access to the border. So after all of that and the horrible things that he did, here's what uh, the MCC has come up with. Well, what, so, what, just to add to that, not mm -hmm. that those guns were not registered. He smuggled the guns that he used in this massacre from the United States and yes. he had no license. Those are the two most important things. And this commission is focused on, you know, what what changes can we make so that this specific situation does not happen again? So keep in mind, any of these measures, would they have made a difference in this case? That's that's what the commission was tasked with. All right. Really right. important. Okay. So they say that this requires a public health approach. That sounds very familiar. Mm. Um, we must learn from the success of Australia, the UK, and New Zealand gun bans. They welcomed the long overdue changes like banning the Mini 14 Ranch Rifle. Um, they are, this is language is very interesting. Pay close attention. They are advocating for a full ban on all semi-auto handguns, shotguns, and rifles that discharge center fire ammunition and are designed to accept detachable magazines with capacities of more than five rounds. Yeah, Amendment G4. Right. From the Liberal government. <laughs> Convenient. Yeah. Um, they want to prohibit magazines that have the ability to accept more than five rounds to close the loophole. So that's applying to those pinned magazines. That's not good enough anymore. Um, they want you to require a pal to possess ammunition, require a pal to, a pal to buy magazines, only allow the purchase of ammunition for the gun that the that the user is licensed for. How, how would you ever enforce that? Like, show me, show, show the, show some guy at a gun store, your, your, uh, your inventory of the firearms you own. Yeah, that's I don't or, know. Or it register even them all, sense. right? So you can bring your registration like ammo's by caliber. In. Yeah, ammo's by caliber, not by um, firearms. So I don't know. It introduce limits on the amounts of ammo stockpiled or stored in homes. Reform the classifications and definitions for prohibited firearms to encompass more. Immediately remove prohibited guns from owners. So the buyback program. There was a litany of global type stuff, UN regulations, national firearms agreement. There, like a whole big list of them. So I, I'm not going to go through it because it's very long, but a whole bunch of globally type stuff. Um, 
the CFO spousal support line. They want it to be renamed so that it's more inclusive because people may not be a spouse if they're reporting a safety concern. They want it manned 24-7 and publicized so citizens know how to use it, access it, and report people. Um, they want to craft guidelines for Canadian uh, CFP staff to improve consistency in approval and disapproval of PALS rejection. So, um, whatever. Did he have a PAL? <laughs> no. 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 Set, in, set up an automatic review process for law enforcement PAL holders charged for intimate partner violence. Require ID to be submitted with your PAL application. They would like better data sharing. I agree with that one. Immediate revocation of a PAL for anyone charged with IPV, intimate partner violence, or hate crimes. This one's interesting. Or suspend the PAL of anyone, even if IPV charges are stayed or withdrawn, until the PAL holder can prove they're not a danger. How? To whom? Yeah, how? Who decides that? How do you prove that? And hey, don't get me wrong. If 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 you are in involved in interpersonal violence with anyone, your spouse or anybody, yeah, that's yeah. a problem and you shouldn't have firearms. Like I get that. Right? But what how do you prove that you're no longer a problem? Well, especially if the if the charges were stayed or withdrawn, yeah. you know, maybe they were false allegations. Well, if they were withdrawn, yeah, that's what it, it sounds like, right? It's like, oh, you didn't yeah. do these things. We withdraw. And it's like, oh, right. well, you can't have your guns back until you, like, how do you prove that you're not well, a you problem? Well, you weren't unsafe to begin with if they were withdrawn <laughs> for false reasons, right? Like, yeah, that's going to that's gonna be sticky. Um, better consultation with Indigenous. Uh, the bequeathing laws. So they want to better enforce the rules for surviving family members who inherit firearms um, to either enforce them to get their pal, like hurry up and get it, or um, turn over the firearms to police for destruction. They want to mandate cops to stop smuggling and share data with other agencies. I'm, I agree with the sharing data, but I'm not sure just mandating cops to stop smuggling will, will do that. Aren't they, they already? The well, right? Isn't that the job? Oh, boy. Engage border towns to help cops stop smuggling and encourage the U.S. to do this, too. I don't know. It sounds like vigilantism to me, but whatever. Uh, table legislation affirming that gun ownership is a conditional privilege. They want a national education campaign on how to report gun owners for safety concerns. They want to create a national firearms hotline and they support uh, storage laws and they want them better enforced. So they want somehow for law enforcement to verify that people are following storage laws within their own homes. Not sure how you do that without nationwide warrants. And then they also want the government to subsidize storage facilities for owners in areas where storage is challenging. So the government should I don't just even know what yeah, that means. Central storage. Yeah. Yeah, they want the government to pay for it. So warehousing, right? I got to say, this whole thing was very heavily quoted. Um, they quoted Wendy Sukier and uh, Ralph Blake Brown heavily throughout the entire thing. This was based base, basically on their export reports. And it's interesting to me because um, I spoke with Dr. Kalen Langman, who is probably Canada's most foremost expert, who's got peer-reviewed studies and all the empirical data for our country, and he had applied to the MCC to go and speak or submit a report or whatever, and he was rejected. So was Dr. John Lott and Gary Kleck, who are all 
well-known experts, subject matter, matter experts in this. So I don't, I don't know. Subject, I was hoping for better. And those people are subject matter experts in multiple victim public shootings in yeah. the United States, which everyone keeps saying, well, look, look, you know, we're, we're heading to well, good. Get the experts from the USN. And it's like, no, we don't need those experts. We only right. need an emergency room doctor from downtown Toronto. We need, you know, Wendy Sukier. I don't even know how to describe her. We need Ralph Brown, who's a historian, but they don't want the preeminent firearm researcher that has actual Canadian peer-reviewed studies on this exact topic using Canadian data. And I'm, I'm going to try not to ramble on for too long. Then they bring in some guy from Australia, some professor that some dumb-dumb like me, nobody, can sit and make a complete idiot out of in front yeah. of the commission and everything. And, 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 you know, if you want to see the video where I dismantle this guy, and I mean, like, again, right? Like, I'm, I'm just some clown from the wilderness. I mean, this guy's a professor that's, that's on the other side of the world that is such a preeminent expert in this stuff that they have to import him to come in and help them investigate a shooting in Canada, and he's dismantled by a clown like me. And I mean, if, if, yeah. if the commission was at all not corrupt... They would have looked at that interaction, and I put a descript I put a uh, link in the description box below so you can watch it again. They would look at that and be like, ooh, you know what? This idiot from the gun lobby is right. You know what? How come this guy can't defend his ideas? Because I asked one simple question. Of everything that you've mentioned in your report that you've submitted, is there anything? Can you show me one thing that would have prevented this from happening? Right. And he lost his mind. Like, well, that's not what we were asked to do. It's like, well, what were you asked to do? Just come in with a bunch of propaganda to support the liberal government? I mean, this report even quotes literally word for word Amendment G4 from the liberals' yeah. gun control bill. Like, Canadians yeah. are sick and tired of being reload. We've been reload enough times already this year, and here we go again. And now there's a, a, a something coming from for Chinese interference. Everybody can see what's going on. We'll probably get reload again. I don't know. It's it's wild. Well, and it, yeah. I mean, there and, was, and let's not forget, sorry to cut you off. No, let's not sorry. forget one more thing. The only people who had an interaction at their home with this with this guy, the shooter in Nova Scotia, the only people left alive were the people that had a gun at the ready. Yeah. Were the licensed gun owners. Those are the only people that survived an interaction at their home with this guy. And, mm -hmm. you know, the report, like, who cares? Who cares about reality? Oh, yeah. Who cares about what you can actually prove? Just like, all right, wheel in the, you know, the who's who of irrational gun control people in Canada. We'll take all their recommendations, reject everything else that is grounded in reality, like you, that you literally can't argue with, and then we'll roll it out and force it down the, you know, the people, uh, Canadian people's throats and the, and the citizens of Nova Scotia. I can't even imagine how devastated that some of these families are. I've had... I've had, I mean, some of them might be anti-gun to begin with, but I'll tell you, I've had family members of, of victims call me during this whole process saying, don't let the government take our guns and use this as an excuse. You know, everybody knew who this guy was. The police failed to deal with this. We didn't have the laws to deal with it, which, which is difficult. I, you know, I admit that for sure. But this has got nothing to do with gun control. He got his guns from the United States. He didn't have a license, didn't even apply for one. And now no. what do we have? 60 measures uh, on, on PALs and gun bans in Canada. This guy smuggled his guns into Canada, shot a bunch of people, and now I can't own guns and you can't own guns. Like, it, like, does that make sense to anybody who's not a complete lunatic? I know I've been rambling, but it's just like, 
what tens of millions of dollars and years of work for these for these people just to come out with exactly they might as well have just had Justin Trudeau and Marco Mendicino hold a press conference and save the 20 million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what it boils down to. I was thinking to myself, if you took Najma Ahmed's speeches, Wendy Sukir and Blake Brown, cut up the words and put them in a jar and, and dumped it on the table, it's exactly what I'm looking at. You know, it's literally the government's language, literally the the terminology that these people use. And it's unfortunate because at the end of the day, uh, I think any any normal, reasonable person can look at this and say, you know, yeah, there's probably some things we could have done have better data and communication between law enforcement and CBSA. This guy should have never had an access card. You know, there's some things that, that could have been done that we could learn from. And and those are good measures. But to tack on 50 or 60 other measures that do nothing but target people who had nothing to do with this and would have had no demonstrable effect on, on what happened, I think is pretty disingenuous. And I think it's a disservice to the survivors and to the families of, of everyone who was lost. It's a slap in the face and it is beyond yeah. outrageous. Like there are some yeah. measures there that make sense. There's about five of them, I think. And yeah. then all this stuff about licensing and gun bans, like just, you know, people and, and, you know, there's all this complaining and belly aching among the elite class, the ruling class in Canada. It's like, well, nobody trusts institutions anymore. Oh, you know, it's not fair. It's like, well, they are corrupt right to their very core. We see it every day, just scandal after scandal and corruption and these and these inquiries being completely ridiculous. Like, you just like, well, here's the evidence. It's true. It's like, oh, we don't want that. Here's a statement yeah. from the prime minister. Like, it's, people have had enough of this garbage. And yeah. it's, it, it, you know, I don't usually get too emotional, but, you know, a lot of people got hurt and families, families destroyed and they'll never be the same. And here are these people, again, just perched on top of victims, just perched on That's top an of them. Like, yeah. All right, now everybody shut up. It's my turn to talk. We don't need any guns. Um, you know, the licensing system is inadequate. He didn't have a license. Like, shut up. <laughs> like I was saying, we need to ban these guns, do a buyback, spend billions of dollars buying back guns from like people like me and you, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, but he, you know, he smuggled all his weapons from the United States. Shut up for a second. I'm talking, you know, just, I just, this is why people are so sick of it. And you know what? Any of these people, they wouldn't withstand 10 seconds in an actual debate or a cross-examination. That's why they always just throw their propaganda over the wall and then put up, it's like, oh, I'm a victim. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't disagree with me. Don't, yeah, no, don't take, don't hold me accountable for my statements because you can't. It's just, it's really, this is why people are sick and tired of it. This is why there's no faith in institutions and I don't see it changing anytime soon. Me neither. Terrible. Anyway. We'll Anyways, dig into there it we more. have it. Um, you know, there'll be a podcast. Maybe we'll have a, a couple of other things to say, but in the podcast, we'll just do a quick summary. But anyway, we wanted to get this video out and let you know that unfortunately, this is as bad as you would have imagined it would be. And it's as disingenuous and off offensive, I think, to a lot of victims' families as you would have thought. But, you know, what yeah. else would we really expect? Unfortunately, nothing more than this. Anyway. All right. Thanks for, uh, for the help. And uh, we will talk to you all soon. All right, we'll see you soon.